listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. They holler about time. That's what they told me. You want this money? Don't be scared. Ho, show me old school. I'm pushing hella flats. I'm working wheels, cracking seals, breaking pros back. Never change. I can't be Hollywood. I'm way too country. Plus, I'm bumping in my neighborhood. Fifth wheel coming out hard because all i want for some rims on the candy bar third coast now what you know about it i keep it trill never slipping you should never doubt it pimp tight i picked a perfect frame never tricking on these days refrain from being lame hey welcome to the blackout test podcast host rod and Karen. we're in the house on a saturday mm-hmm. with your feedback Mm-hmm. this is the episode where we talk about stuff that you guys want to talk about and we read all the things you said about the stuff that we said and yep. we read your five star reviews on itunes and stitcher and it gets all meta and stuff like that um <laughs> now we uh of course can't ever start the show without giving a shout out uh to all those people who came through for us in the clutch and donated to us mm-hmm. they put five on it they put five on it um mm-hmm um and you know because they did that we like to do a little thing where we play music for them uh from the choir let me uh get my choir music up and um then we uh we uh read their names okay and this is for only for people that donate this isn't the same as the premium stuff premium is different and there's too many of y'all to be doing this every week so mm-hmm. let's talk about the people that donated this week Rakisha hit us with the one-time donation. Thank you, baby. Thank you very much, Rakisha. Mm-hmm. We got a new automatic recurring donation from Celeste M. Thank you, Celeste. Thank you. That sounds like a sexy name. It is a sexy name, mm-hmm. Celeste. Uh, Alfonso M. Recurring donator. Thank you, Alfonso. Design T. Recurring donator. Shirley Wan Esquire. Please say Esquire. Yes, official lawyer. Jane M. Recurring donator. Thank you very much. Oh, and Jane, I got that shirt you sent me, and I'm going to wear it for my Black History Month shirt. shirt. It's dope. Mm-hmm. So, appreciate you putting me up on game. Just I didn't even know you could time. get one of those. Can't wait to bust that out. Uh-huh. Lisa D. Recurring donator. Thank you, Lisa. Yes. Stacy J, recurring donator. Thank you, Stacy. Hey, Kelly C, recurring donator. We appreciate you, Kelly. Uh, this is in the wrong mailbox. Give me one second. All right. Next, uh, we had, uh, that is also in the wrong mailbox. What did I do here? I just moved all her stuff to the, I did. I moved all her stuff to the wrong mailbox. Okay. Um, how about this? Uh, Matthew B leaves us a one-time donation. Says, love you guys. Take this little money straight to Popeye's Matt B. Thanks, Matt. We will take it straight to Popeyes. Mm-hmm. Kimberly W. Recurring donation. Thank you, Kimberly. Tanya S. Recurring donator. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you. Rosalie V. Recurring donator. That's not an old woman name. Mm-hmm. John uh, Josh uh, Wonga. Recurring donator. Thank Wonga. Thank Wonga. Thank you, Wonga. Dana W. Recurring donator. Alexis H. Recurring donator. Thank you. Conrad L. Of course, the official first time recurring donator. Mm-hmm. 
we have the tickler recurring donator thank you the tickler thank you tabitha m recurring donator hey sweetie brand new recurring donation from april g thank you very much april uh calfani g recurring donator thank you calfani thank you brina h recurring donator thank you brina chris from hawaii with the recurring donation all the way from hawaii Aloha. Sarah D. Recurring Donator, thank you very much. And that's everybody. That was everybody. a lot. Everybody, yes, it was. Woo. Let's go. Smile for me. Won't you just smile for me? Whatever you're in right now. Smile for me. Smile. Can you just smile? all right let's read these five star views mm-hmm. um we got three of them this week on itunes mm-hmm. and none on stitcher uh the bay Destrian says five stars the title of it is five stars mm-hmm. these guys are awesome sauce don't know how i'd make it through the day without them thank you thank we you. appreciate you uh pro tip five stars from poo poo in my pants i'm listening to today's feedback show i heard about your computer problems i'm a techie myself i usually recommend windows defender since it's natively inside the operating system and works just fine most of the av software is problematic since you're dealing with an enterprise version they are actually dragging down the browser security standards anyway five stars as usual thanks thank you uh and then lastly we got absolutely fantastic from bill samuelson who says i wasn't going to bother writing a review because who reads them anyway you look at the five star rating and you're like yep let's give it a go but then i read the negative reviews comments slash reviews and like a poor review for the movie moonlight i seriously question the motivation mm-hmm. don't listen to the haters who are annoyed with the show's emphasis on the black perspective and curse words you come to this podcast uh for the former and if you don't like the latter you might be an infant i'm just <laughs> ah! <laughs> i'm just uh picturing these people cringe at the f word you know it's the same folks who don't even blink when they hear the n-word good riddance anyways love you guys like summer in the tv show in the early 2000s i don't want this to ever end <laughs> <laughs> hey you know what thank you because thank you, one of the things i think a lot of people take for granted and this is what almost anything people like they don't leave reviews and they don't say something's good a lot of times but they don't they they kind of slip by the fact that people that don't like shit almost never let up and then they um, always don't do that and then as a i can know i can say this as a creative person uh negative things just kind of stick out and if you're not constantly kind of reminded that what you do is important and valuable to people and that people appreciate it you can lose focus of why what you do is important or why it's fun or if anyone's digging it you know um you know your favorite shit is gone and you don't know what happened yeah i mean essentially your show you know a show like this and whatever people are creating is just shining a light out into the world into the darkness hoping for a reflection back you know that's really all it is like a a a lighthouse or something you know and 
if people never bothered to say anything then uh it does feel like you're slugging through through a thankless task for nothing you know uh so i'm glad that you took the time out to write a review even though you say you didn't really feel like it at first or you looked and said well everybody's leaving a positive review because everybody isn't we just don't read those to you guys right uh when they send in the bad ones but yeah well they definitely still say uh fucked up shit sometimes yeah and even with five stars we don't read those either Mm-hmm. um all right let's get into uh the comments on the website uh, this might be a kind of a shorter show i'm looking at some of these things uh last week we had an episode called trump affective disorder where we had our girl nick you on mm-hmm. um and somebody left a comment it was kind of late i believe actually two people left comments that were late mm-hmm. chris from hawaii says nick you and i are soulmates i too first eat the ridges then the sides then the top of the on my peanut butter cup or at least i used to before i came down with the sugar and yes it's okay for me to say because i have it uh hannah says the music for white people news was the whitest thing ever it was a huge summer hit in scandinavia in 2002 the song is by the swedish boy band kent the whole song just transported me back in high school and fangirl days yeah you really never know who's listening to the show right uh trying to learn swedish so you might have a chance with one of them if you ever saved enough to travel to that concert we lived in rural finland so any concerts were at least 300 miles away those actually were the days when i felt like there were no black people or brown people on the planet all you were concerned about was trying to act cool at school i like your show you guys make me laugh thank you i tried to not comment because i'm white and european my opinion of the u.s is just of no consequence but listening to this episode was just a surreal experience i had to write it down like my 15 year old self and 32 year old self were both alive all at once for a moment in time oh thank you sweet like you said you don't never know all i know is it wasn't in english baby yeah i just picked the song you know and it seemed pretty white i'm glad that was your jam baby i feel like that's official confirmation that definitely was a very white song Mm -hmm. Um, thank you for confirming that sweetie yeah we weren't sure at first but Mm -mm. i feel like now we know for a fact yes we do uh we had episode 1380 kicking the cheese off the table it was a feedback show (laughs) Uh, we got one comment um oh the poll was (laughs) uh john wick too yes no or i didn't see the first one yet so someone left a comment on the on just the 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 actual post saw john wick too loved it i love a good impossible white man movie i didn't see the first one and i felt like i didn't really need to also it was just nice to have the matrix flashback with morpheus and neo on the screen together um i mean keanu reeves and Lawrence fishburne and the poll was john wick too didn't see the first one yet yes and no 55 percent of my audience hasn't even seen the first john wick i believe that i know you believe it you didn't see the first john wick until last week right until a day or two before the movie right mm-hmm. uh 42 percent say yes and sadly three percent of y'all say no i guess y'all just anti-violence even on screen huh ah. um we had episode 1381 we had my man chris lamberthon we talked about all kinds of stuff really got bogged down in the george lopez heckling conversation but i thought it was a good conversation uh it was called alabaster glory 1381 um and uh we got three comments um michelle says rod as a trinidadian your story about your sweet mates made me laugh for uh me the most common misconception in the trinidad and tobago uh is that is the same as jamaica the accents are not the same yeah, well, you're talking to some ignorant-ass Americans. We can't tell. Mm-mm, mm-mm. 
i still don't know the difference like i know a little like i know a little bit of different like they say lime and shit like for chill they be like we liming and shit like that but i can't i i wouldn't be able to tell the difference if you brought a jamaican dude in a trinidad tobago in person in here i probably would be ignorant and still confuse them accent sorry i know for me uh at least now i'm not even gonna lie and this is my american ignorance i can decipher what they're saying because i remember uh when i first met them i was like and i knew they were speaking english y'all but i was like what the fuck are they saying like like i don't know why like my brain couldn't chop up through chop up to comprehend what they were saying but after i got around for them around them for a while it was cool it, it, it they could they could speak their normal speed because i think sometimes they would actually have to slow down for uh some people but after a while i got so used to it that it, even if i was to see them today they could speak the same language they could speak the same speed and i was like okay yeah and then other people around us be like well how the hell you understand what they're saying so i i do think that's american ignorance and not want to be patient enough to learn something different yeah i'm looking at a video now on youtube called trinidad versus jamaican oh i didn't i I didn't even know it was a thing baby well i mean i thought i didn't know i mean they got asked that if they were from jamaica like every day oh okay like every day i was around them there was at least one person that was like y'all where y'all from jamaica and then they would be like they actually they didn't like that shit they were like for trinidad and shit like that but i i was like i can't i'm too ignorant to tell you know who knows what bastardized version of of media we've been seeing from trinidad and tobago versus on, jamaica right on television hollywood and right. you know i know it's all wrong yeah it's all the same to us we, they probably got trinidadian actors and actresses playing jamaicans on tv i don't know i guarantee you they do and people who know the difference get mad is my is my thing frozen i i see you moving out okay know. you can refresh if you need to um i don't know for some reason my uh crowdcast just froze on me even though it seems to be moving mm-hmm. yeah, like my moving. camera's on yeah i mean to us you're moving I yeah mean, i can't screen share i mean but if you, do, <coughs> you can okay I mean, it's not a big thing all right i just want to let me make sure everything's working on my side because uh lord knows i don't want to go through this again <laughs> no we ain't gonna do that in a moment all right yeah i don't know it just froze for some for some reason let me restart it real okay. quick guys i'll be right back sorry about that. okay bring it back up but yeah it was like a total thing every everybody i knew was oh where are your where are your sweet mates from i'm like trinidad and tobago they be like oh jamaica i'm like that is not what i said that doesn't even sound the same <laughs> Uh, well, they got oh, you. I see what you said. Like you would tell them a specific spot, and they would still say Jamaica. That's that not even saying okay. So is that is that a else? city in Jamaica? You know that no. kind of thing. Okay, yeah, that's ignorant off yeah. of uh, geographic location. Just not just that, but the the accents to Americans. You know, like uh, it sounds the same, right? Yeah, we're ignorant. You know, it's like how we think people are from quote unquote Africa. Right. We don't know the difference between like a Nigerian accent and uh, say a. Um, uh somebody from single a single uh somebody from senegal's accent i think it's singalese or something like i don't think we no really we don't teach people that shit here we don't really have the um right what do you call it the uh experience to uh to to really measure that 
oh i see every time i try to screen share it's just freezing oh all right well i guess i can't share my screen with you guys i'm sorry i don't know what happened i guess i can try to wait for it to unfreeze all right i'll try to wait for it to unfreeze and maybe we can go back to this but yeah you know it's just that where you can't really um you can't really say that that we know like we like to pretend that we know we like to think that we know we like to think we're so educated so smart we're very ignorant to a lot of shit because americans take for granted that uh, the rest of the world learns Mm -hmm. about our country but we don't learn shit about other areas yeah we don't spend a lot of time like differentiating like no and even when we learn about stuff in a book it's different between knowing people from there so right you know i can learn about south africa in a book but i can't understand the south african accent until i hear somebody speak speak that you know so i think that matters um and all right so let me go on um uh and big daddy two says i thought the cover art for this episode was the little dancing white girl from missy elliott videos all grown up but still dressing the same uh yeah it's the picture of lena dunham in that jogging suit so Mm -hmm. um don't know why you would think that uh falcons diva says i enjoyed the discussion with chris regarding george lopez i was it was nice to get a comedian's perspective i saw george lopez on the brown tour forgot the official name with dl cedric charlie murphy and eddie griffin and george was my favorite when i heard the clip of his outburst i immediately thought someone must have pissed in his cornflakes this morning while i don't agree with the heckler's response i did initially think that her standing up her standing up was more of her joking than protesting because i've seen him deal with hecklers in a different way like she wanted to be in on the joke and he took it all the way left with that said i won't be giving him any more of my money or time i actually watched his show on tv land because even if it was just a bad night like karen articulated i felt a different kind of way about how he reacted to that woman yeah i mean that's the thing dog like eric when you're doing something for the public your bad night is not my responsibility Mm-mm. Mm-mm. so i'm I'm sorry you had a bad night i'm sorry she did work out yeah that's why i had to come back and apologize to chris i was like yeah you know he can have a bad night but you know what i don't have to be here for your off night <laughs> yeah i mean some people are just one striking you out for people i'm not saying you have to be that yeah. way but that's the reality of what we i mean shit what we do you know there's people that hear one thing they don't like and they don't fuck with us no more there's people that have blocked me on twitter because they just didn't like one thing or i didn't react the right way like that's just life you know you just have to live with it i, I mean it's, yeah it does like I, to me i don't think george lopez is bothered by it, so i don't know why anybody else is jumping in front of him to be like no you can't feel this way like people and for the most part the people that feel that way weren't supporting them right for the most part like he ain't really lose nothing Mm -hmm. because a lot of people that that really felt strongly about it were like i don't spend my money on george lopez shit anyway right um all right uh we had a poll no no comments but the poll was who's funnier kevin hart george lopez and nick cannon who would you say karen kevin hart oh well 97 percent of our audience shows kevin hart three percent of our audience shows joe's left pass which means nick cannon got zero percent damn because he's not funny he is terrible nick cannon is hilarious Mm -mm. no Mm -mm. nobody Mm -mm. no okay hilarious all right i'm gonna um close my thing because it's not it's not refreshing like i don't know what's happening y'all this is this is wild um all right let me give it another try Mm -mm -mm. 
and did some shit ask mariah carey if he's funny she probably think he's this funny. nigga <laughs> she probably think he's funny let me make sure all my background processes are with with this uh aren't working let me just okay because I, I just don't know huh all right i'll restart my computer after this okay because there's nothing else google chrome isn't open it's just that they don't want to share the screen mm. <sighs> refrain from being lame oh damn and just when i clicked that i seen it pop up all right. Uh, <laughs> uh all right let me see if i can go back to restore my session should bring it up in a second okay Mm-mm-mm. All right, I'll see him coming back in. Okay. Do, 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 do. Awesome, this dead ass good. So, you only want them to see the very top of your head, huh? I don't blame you. You don't want me. <laughs> I think you see. All right, I'm back. More than the top of my head all right um yeah i'm just not gonna try to share my screen anymore because that shit just did not want to do it um all right so let's get to the next episode 1382 that's why we don't watch the grammys uh wow 12 comments Woo! y'all was y'all was feeling this episode Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) yeah so we just basically talked about you know a bunch of stuff really like we we talked about the grammys but i don't think it was that extended of a discussion um but there was a lot of stuff we talked about in this episode uh b touch says holy moly this white man on the radio got his racism on fleek talking about walk a flock of flame fleek and he got four year old babies listening to this program what in the boss hog rep butler scarlet o'hare hell is going on here yeah that uh that 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 white man was racist as fuck he's a black nigger just out of nowhere this no code with you wait till y'all hear the update tomorrow what i guess oh, uh shit, update. what i guess ray sonny should be good yes ray sonny mm-hmm. paula uh writes in i first heard of the blackout test just over a year ago when beyonce dropped formation so i've done a lot of laughing as well as learning in that time but Ryder karen well you talked about the kkk leader who was found dead and started playing celebration i damn near lost it i laughed until my stomach hurt that was awesome keep this up and my abs are gonna be ripped but good luck paula we gonna work on it we gonna try to keep you laughing and yeah i don't feel sorry about that dude at all best episode snapped ever it's coming i'm, I'm keeping my eye out for that one i'm sure we record it d ramsey ph dunn says hey rod you and karen kept it 100 about these award shows with the exception of the naacp and the bet and the soul train awards hashtag i need brown people to succeed yeah essentially uh sim simma says celebration for the dead kkk leader those maxwell puns thank you both so much for keeping me laughing and commiserating over the craziness in this world i've had the flu and so needed to last i laughed like karen and started coughing but it was worth it <laughs> yeah oh speaking of which man i'll probably try i should have mentioned this up front but bossy's under the weather right now which is the only reason we haven't done um this too much for the week yet um and 
basically i was just telling her wait till she get better right. and then we'll do it because i don't want to feel any pressure to come back and right you know and a lot of people been getting the flu and and stuff lately i don't I know my shot. <clears throat> i don't know if this changes in uh these rapid fluctuations in temperature if it's I'm the i'm trying to tell you because it's 70 80 here one day then 30 the next i don't know what the hell is happening yeah either way man you know um you know i hope i'm just waiting on bossy to feel better so mm-hmm. you know we were thinking about maybe doing it today at five but uh, i texted her this morning i thought i would check on her and see if she was up to it and if she's not then you know we'll just keep moving it until she's ready right. um but we have all y'all's feedback in and everything so we are gonna still plan on doing the show like normal and reading everything and you know how we do guys but i just want to make sure she's up to it ain't that the truth uh amani says now i agree with you on a lot but i'm surprised at how intolerant you are being on this maxwell thing yes all colors matter look at master splinter he was a brown man and he adopted four green babies who weren't his own and raised them by himself or how about pinocchio uh a a green man with the best black single father in the universe taking care of other people's kids and did we talk about apocalypse the first mutant no this proud egyptian king is ignored because of people like you refusing to acknowledge blue history month enough is enough ah! and that's not even mentioning karen using the fn word on 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 air shameful <laughs> i already forgot what the fn word was <laughs> what was it fig newtons i don't know what karen said i forgot <laughs> fireworks says i always choked on my red i almost oh yeah it was fake news that's right fake news. Fake oh news. oh god you said it again <laughs> i can't believe i can't believe you would say something like that on this show karen yes <laughs> you know we got a uh show here that we run that's inclusive of people Mm-mm. we don't Mm-mm. sit around saying stuff like that hashtag alternative facts you don't just you just gonna go at all the fn americans huh yep okay okay and ain't shamed mm-hmm. okay. now <laughs> fireworks says I, was, I almost choked on my red bull when you said the kkk fella died then start playing celebration followed by your comments about white folks you rod are the sire of sarcasm and i love it great show as always brother uh thank, thank you. you it says p.s fuck that dude talking about walker i don't blame you uh and he also writes or they also write in i don't know if fireworks is a man or a woman uh dear white people segment got me so upset all of a sudden white folks so butthurt over shit like come on don't play the victim it's okay for your shit to fly towards other cultures and nationalities but let the shoe be on the other foot and this white outrage 100 100 100 mm-hmm. christina m says hey rod and queen karen hey baby i had to come spill some pumpkin spice latte shout out to karen ah. on how your yell story relates to white people news from a while ago y'all had read a story about some folks from a bravo reality show called southern charm it had something to do with thomas jennifer and Catherine and a baby and something or another and what's the who's it's anyway Catherine from that show is a distant relevant relative from john calhoun whose name got scratched off the yell building Ooh. In a way, it's partly why I have hard, a hard time trying to watch that show and eventually couldn't. 
there's too many there's too many lavish events happening on plantations where it's no big deal to them there was little to nothing said in condolences for those that were murdered in the church a few years ago mind you this is in their own backyard as a matter of fact one of the cast members was complaining about being locked in a bowling alley when the shooting happened rather than being remotely concerned about the victims then hearing about the calhoun family and seeing Catherine's tweets glorify trump made me go bravo it's canceled mm. That is some hot, hot pumpkin spice latte you just spilled all yeah, over it. Yeah, it is, honey. You over here kicking the cheese off the table. Yeah, you is. Putting the cherry on top with some whipped cream. Really Dark Knight says, I got to chime in here. When you had the lead up to that radio host talking about Waka, I thought I was prepared to hear it. I was not ready. <laughs> I was in the gym and I almost dropped some weight on myself. He was big mad. Yeah, uh, he was big mad paula writes in again one more comment the last person use a, to use a major award show to decline an award and bring awareness to something that needed awareness was marlon brando in 1973 when he refused the best actor oscar to protest the treatment of american indians unfortunately not much has changed has it it would have been insanely amazing to see adele one of the world's biggest recording stars refuse her award i mean what would she be missing in her life to have done that and what could have been the game don't um don't these people have any vision for crying out loud they're supposed to aren't they being artists and all imagine the conversations it could have started imagine she had called it like it is and said that beyonce created a work that will be talked about for hundreds of years because of its importance adele's own grandkids won't remember 25 (laughs) yeah i mean like i said i don't expect that and i don't i don't knock anyone for not doing it to be honest because it's so much to tell someone that their work shouldn't have been appreciated because like i can't like the sweat hours that adele puts into her career right and into this album and into this tour i can't tell her you need to recognize beyonce is more important than you uh, and i think that's why the shit always will succeed is because uh, no one ever wants to get off the podium themselves right. you know like if it's um for for like for instance let's say we got invited to be on a panel and the panel was going to be all men and they didn't invite karen I, i'm not going you know what i mean well it might be a promotion from like oh this would be good for your brand it'd be good for the blackout tips and whatever's good for you is also good for karen if karen can't be there and it's only gonna be men represented this then what's the point of me being there you know what i'm saying like it's kind of that thing where it's like somebody has to be willing to give up their seat you know or you know can karen go instead of me or something like that if only one of us can be up there and there's already a bunch of men on the panel why can't karen be up there um when we went to speak in miami uh revolcon it was very important to me that karen got to say uh got 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 to get her you know her talking because to be honest there's already five men on the stage you know there's not much that i'm gonna say that's that much different from the other guys and it's important to hear karen's voice and a, a woman's voice up there um you know so it's that kind of thing where like i don't expect the world to work like that to be honest and i don't knock anyone for not having the foresight to think like that or being like i don't want to uh sacrifice my career for that or whatever at the end at the end result for grammys grammys don't matter as much as say like oscars do um when it comes to like being made um and at the end of the day even with oscars i don't think oscars matter 
as much for black people as they matter for white people which is fucked up right just because that's how racism work is well yeah you won an oscar but you got oscar nominated but i don't want to be watching all these black movies so i ain't gonna pay money to see your shit even though you're the same uh got the same respect as your other colleagues so you know i I don't expect adele to do it I, i just think it would be like so epic and i think that would be the thing that would make me excited about an award show is if i saw somebody do something like that but you know i I understand what the what the grammys are at this point so i can't really you know get upset about it yeah it's one of those things but i i'm old enough and seen enough why i go it is what it is and just check out like for my self-sanity and self-preservation i'll just check out and be like well twitter the internet will tell me afterwards yeah and i've seen um adele's acceptance speech by now and and it's great you know i saw it it was i mean it's if anything it was almost too deferential to beyonce like it was so nice like it was almost like please be hive i hear y'all out there buzzing don't come for me because you know i love beyonce too and we all know she should have won and that's you know like i said i i don't know how anybody could well actually i saw a couple people that were like because she was like i have black friends and that was their album basically and people was like oh so you got black friends i'm like nah man adele ain't the problem no she's the problem not. is systemic right you know the Big problem like the problem with her award is that and, and the only reason if, if i was her that i would feel somewhat bad about it is an award that has that racial prejudice component to it ain't really a, a award you know it's like winning the baseball it's like winning a championship a world series in baseball before they allow black people to play you know where it's like yeah i won but did i really did my competition get a fair look or did y'all just give this shit to me because you refuse to give it to them because if that's the case then it's not really it's like you you really have disrespected everyone in the process you disrespected me because people will always look at my award this year for this album as an award i shouldn't have got and then you'll have people that you know like now it's tainted you know as opposed to if people felt that this institution had a historical um uh had a history of getting it right i think people would just be like yeah that's who that's what the best album that year was but instead it's gonna be a bunch of speculation and she may feel bad about it and all that stuff so yeah and also like and just just me on the outside looking in i said i'm not a i've heard like 21 i i rock with 21 i hadn't really sat down listening to 25 but people who i know and and uh, adele fans a lot of them are like yeah 25 wasn't that good compared to 21 and it wasn't better than beyonce's album so you know it just varies yeah and beyonce made a very specific album for black women which is a risk in itself and correct um i can understand why white people didn't get it i mean shit it's like when we found out all that stuff about oscar voters like and what they really think behind the scenes anonymously and you're like wow there's a lot of racism here for a liberal hollywood situation and you know i wouldn't be shocked there's some of that offense that was taken to beyonce's album like and her black panther stuff and her militant drowning the cop car video and shit i wouldn't be surprised there was some some grammy people that are like i'm not i'm not fucking with this um because one thing that i find interesting is when people start talking about this stuff they start getting into this like aesthetic 
value of albums as if we all agree and you know because i'm very much uh understanding how subjective people are about entertainment i think that that part is not really worth getting into because it's like well was this album better than that album you can find a hundred people not everybody's gonna agree so now what you know what i mean like what people are really saying is that these these awards are about achievement whether it's through sales whether it's through vision whether it's through changing the game uh whether it's through um uh career recognition you know they do that and people just feel like it's her time man like at least for the last three albums she's put out something where everybody in the world was rocking to it and she's like one of the biggest stars in the world and just on a dice roll it just never happens to come up for her and right that's where flat it's just flat racism when it comes to a lot of that shit but like i said you know and 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 it's no shade uh for adele but all the shade towards beck i don't give a fuck about beck i'm i am more upset about last year last time than this time Mm. just for the simple fact that nobody knew the average person if you ask the average person on the street about beck unless you are heavily into music uh, or you a big and or a big fan of Beck you had no idea who the fuck he was people need to stop pretending that everybody and their mama knew who the Beck who the hell Beck was and Beck was a household name he was not yeah alright let's uh get into um the next comment eve says i was kind of upset to hear that kkk grand wizard was only shot it doesn't sound like it was painful enough to uh a painful enough death fuck that guy i'm happy he's gone and if that makes me a bad person for saying oh well i just i'll just own it yeah i don't feel bad about it so fuck him i don't know why i'm supposed to feel bad about a person that want me dead and gone um were you surprised beyonce didn't win the grammy yes or no 21 percent was surprised and 79% was like, nah. Mm-mm. Uh, Evie says, Beyonce is carefree, black woman, and successful. She represents everything that white supremacy hates. Mm-hmm. They will never give her a best album award, especially if she continues being so pro black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, as a black artist in that industry, it just, that sucks because it's like, your work just doesn't get the respect. Nope. You know, like, you, you can win some urban awards, but they just ain't trying to give your ass, like, the awards where you compete with white people it's like nah dog not so fast mm-hmm. um yeah. and the thing is and we talked about before when you shifted and changed how the industry and how consumers consume music you've shifted and you've changed how albums are presented you should like you've changed every album you come up with some new shit that everybody tries to mimic and everybody tries to copy and not one time does somebody go hey dog everybody you know what she's doing is revolutionary she needs to be rewarded for it and a lot of times when you reward people sometimes it quote unquote don't mean you need to be the best Mm -hmm. and that's something that people don't want to admit either um and I think for when we talk about the Oscars, Oscars will do this. They'll they'll snub you for some shit, then eventually they'll be like, "Oh, here's your reward for some shit that you really weren't that good at, but we snub you three up three three uh, uh, years ago." Mm-hmm. You don't get that here. Nobody ever goes back and be like, "Hey, 
we snubbed you for your last two records or three records. Okay, here's your fifth record. Here's your reward. Nope, they're gonna keep snubbing you. And yeah, that's the sometimes problem. they do, but it's like the shit that it takes to win. It's like I read an article the other day that said to be black and win a Grammy uh, album of the year, you pretty much have to make the album of a decade. Right. Like you gotta get like i mean the people they went down a list of all the winners and shit and it's like all those people that won it was like they just had to have certain circumstances that that went by you know and not you know not everybody gonna gonna get it it's just very hard as opposed to just a white person just make something that people jam into for a year and boom you you got it it's that simple uh we had episode 1383 the honorable professor osiris muhammad um about nick cannon big one says great shows all week this episode was so good i felt like i was at church wanting to yell out preach please don't ever stop speaking up for black folks and other marginalized and our humanity ride of care y'all are invited to the liberian barbecue (laughs) thank you big one thank you i never had liberian barbecue Mm -hmm. i'm willing to eat it though pot licking says as usual i loved everything about this episode the discussion that stemmed out of the when i realized i was black videos on fucking with black people is something we all identify with i had mostly black teachers until high school and had the worst handwriting on the man cursive was the worst those teachers took the time to dissect my writing and see my intelligence and continue to give me advanced work they ended up double promoting me this would not have happened in another environment yeah my sister yep when my younger sister went to school she had mostly white teachers and we as a family were heavily involved in her education we even had to switch her schools because the teachers wanted to railroad her and place her on track with the bad children quote unquote because she stood up for herself throughout her time in school we had to remain active and visit the school to let them know we had our eyes on them right and and that's it's sad that you have to show your black your pure black ass before they go oh okay we can't railroad you and eventually they're gonna leave that child alone because we don't want to do with their fucking parents come up here raising sane yeah the best part i like about that is uh they they saw her standing up for herself as being bad right you know like where we have strong-willed independent whenever we want to say something positive about you know a child that stands up uh particularly males yeah 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 i'm not yeah yeah i wasn't even trying to get in but yes that too right we try to like throw like we throw in like positive spins towards it but then when it's like a black kid or what then it's defiant you know what i mean aggressive shit like that where it's like all all you might be saying is well i that's not my desk i don't want to sit there whatever i want to sit up front i just say what i tell you you know what time out you know Mm -hmm. it's just the, the 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 uh the fuse is much shorter when it comes to black kids it's just like all right you going you're going to punishment now uh mr knight says i really want to know how the vote for her to stay out of uniform when i'm voting don't get in uniform please let me off uh off of the plane oh (laughs) the pilot who got on and gave a speech about should i put on my uniform and or do y'all vote that i can uh (laughs) Do y'all vote that I can fly my jogging pants because I'm going through some things? You ain't crashing me, bitch. No, ma'am. Amani says, you, y'all called it. Somebody better run you these coins because the blackout tip stays knowing. That's the Reverend Nick Young, Nick Cannon now. Yeah, actually, it's worse than that. It's Reverend Dr. Nick Cannon. Yes! So, like, <laughs> I saw that shit last night when my eyes got big as Keenan playing Stephen Harvey. I was like... <laughs> this nigga really like i can't even make a joke without Mm -mm. it happening Mm -mm. 
I'm, I'm telling you, he gonna meet with Trump next. Mm, that that's a checklist. Oh my god! After this next semester at Howard, he's probably gonna demand you put the doctor in front of that too. Oh, he already did. Um, and I do genuinely want to thank you for that conversation from fucking with black people just to have the space to go through all of that is so dope and the point about the generational advantage of whiteness is real I remember the moment it hit me growing up I had been at all black schools and neighborhoods my whole life until we moved into high school and the new spot was still mostly black but all the upper level and advanced class I was in there maybe 90 to 10 90 slash 10 white from the experience obviously not strictly on merit but when we had career day i was regurgitating the same shit i've been saying since five i could see myself as a doctor or a lawyer when the white girl after me said she was going to be a marine biologist and had asked for her mom about setting up the internships and shit uh both my parents worked teacher and machinist and i was better off than a lot of kids i knew growing up but i had never ever even imagined a level of specific uh, specificity when it came to a career before then right. she was already setting up the groundwork to get in position for jobs i had heard in passing but never conceptualized right. i kept going and where i had spent my summers working two to three jobs in the mall they had been working on their dad's dentist office or their mom's marketing company Come on. academically i was probably top five in the class so i knew i could keep up but it hit me i was already behind and getting the next step towards a career and a future yep Yep. Yeah, and because it, the thing about internships, them motherfuckers is free. Most people go, I cannot work for free. I just, I, I cannot dedicate a fucking entire summer for nothing. I cannot do this without, and you compensate me, you got to compensate me for my time. The motherfuckers are free. So when your parents have established where they can afford to send you to Washington, D.C., or LA or whatever the internship takes you anywhere in the world. You can get hundreds, sometimes thousands of hours, which a lot of times start at a very, very, very young age. So a lot of times by the time they get to the 12th grade, they, you know, depend on how uh, much uh, time and effort has been invested. Sometimes they have hundreds of thousands of hours in, uh, uh, in, in the field, in the career, you know, you have to dedicate uh, uh, so so much time to various different things. They've maxed all that shit out in no time. Got their paperwork ready, people sign for it, they got family members to sign off on shit. So, yeah, yeah, like you said, sometimes it's a thing where you go, education alone sometimes just doesn't cut it when you're blacks in certain situations, which is completely unfair. Yeah, just think about this. Internships is... Like you said, most of the time unpaid. Right. If paid at all, if it's very, it's normally underpaid. Right. So being able to do an internship normally requires a level of privilege where you have somebody taking care of your bills, someone that knows someone that can even get you these exclusive internships. Mm-hmm. Think about the industries internships operate in. Fashion, the media, whether it's magazine, print media, internet media, many of those start with free unpaid internships. Music. Um, hollywood like you know entertainment most importantly politics a lot of political interns that's one of the reasons that these industries stay like very very white uh at the top is because most of the time you're not going to have black kids whose parents have the wherewithal to be able to sustain them while they go and spend hours and hours and hours doing the thankless job where they never get paid for it right um and it's so it's one of those things where i think people don't think about that stuff 
but um it's definitely a privilege to be able to 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 do that but people but then those same people will be able to turn around one day and when some black person's like yeah things are hard because of this that this they'll say well i had an internship and i wasn't making any money and look at me i'm the ceo and it's like who paid for your rent when you were um making nothing halfway around the world yeah who sent you how'd you eat who sent you money to eat like you know it's just nobody wants to hear that shit everybody mm-hmm. thinks their story is the hardest mm-hmm. uh the poll was will you watch the bachelorette now that they have a black woman yes no or you mean the bed winchlerette brother oh lord mm-hmm. uh 14.6 percent of y'all said you mean the bed winchlerette brother um 17 yeah yeah you're gonna start watching it now and 68 percent said nope still not gonna watch the bachelorette even with a black woman Mm-mm. i'm just gonna li- listen to nikki Ridge tell me all about it it's still interesting though because um that's a pretty like 17 percent. if you can get 17 percent of people that hadn't been watching it to watch it you know black people to watch it now that'll be interesting mm-hmm. it'd also be interesting to see what percentage of a white audience would turn out to not be interested in having a black a bachelorette come on you know and the last episode was just um recap of walking dead where we have my man jeremy from crown of collars podcast on uh episode 1384 the long hair don't care gang um uh, and we got one comment d ramsey ph dunn says the van jones of the walking dead equal morgan jones yes i agree with you karen and jeremy about the haters and know-it-alls of the walking dead sure the show doesn't always do things just like the book carol is already dead and andrea's still alive yet i still watch the show keep up the reviews of the walking dead hashtag rosita doing too much this episode she really was doing too much uh we got one voicemail let me play that then we'll get to the emails as soon as the voicemail want to play and it doesn't want to play why are you hating on my voicemail what's going on guys i need to be rebooted i don't know let me try going into skype and see if i can play it directly from there because it's trying to play it through pamela it says disconnected trying to connect oh oh yeah skype might need to be rebooted all right give me one second let me... no problem um sometimes it does that when it's like you know what you ain't rebooting me in the while yeah all right i'll try now you know how they do every other minute is a damn update mm-hmm give me one second uh, skype be like do you got the newest update you got the newest update shit i just <laughs> redid it five minutes ago that's all right we got another update shit. <laughs> oh man mm, where is skype oh there it is nope that's not the right one that one okay there it is near the top all right let me end it and bring it back and we'll might as well end pamela and bring it back cool Mm-mm-mm. ah damn it i clicked the wrong thing hold on uh <laughs> brought up twitter like that <laughs> that is that pamela or skype like, just because the same color blue 
I mean, there is shit you can play in there, but um, not the same. Alright. Well, you know how Skype is. It'll take a couple hours to be back up. Ah! Um, Athens 48's restart. Mm-hmm. Alright, let me see. I'll try um, reading the emails until it comes back up. Okay. That, that'll probably be better. Alright, here we go. Get rid of some of this dead air. Gail writes in, peeps. Hey, word up, y'all. It's Gail Marie. Okay, I'll confess. It's me. I'm one of those people that's letting peeps cook even in this anti-candy corn climate. The secret of enjoying peeps is not expect, not expecting them to taste like food. Peeps aren't supposed to taste like food. Just like Dime Mountain Dew isn't supposed to taste like yellow soda. Dime Mountain Dew and peeps taste like science. Dime Mountain Dew tastes like citric acid aspartame and vegetable oil ascertainment vegetable oil and peace tests like synthetic marshmallows and food coloring the thing candy corn defenders will tell you is that if you buy the right brand traditional candy corn is actually honey based okay honey based candy that was completely different texture to the other high fructose corn syrup based candies that most people are used to and it's just a different mouthfeel and crappy candy corns are trying to replicate the honey flavor with the corn syrup which obviously never works i've eaten both kinds and i can see where they're coming from but most people can't tell the difference so it's fucking mute moot just eat your multicolored triangles in peace and stop trying to convert folks i'm not gonna make those kind of excuses for my peeps peeps are an insult to marshmallow based candy and kind of like moon pies are insult to whoopie pies uh to the point where they're their own genre of food science altogether regular peeps taste like that super synthetic super potent food dye you get in a cheap grocery store bakery cupcake icing and most people who like them just have feelings of nostalgia i will say this though recently the peeps people have diversified and gone from just reshaping peeps across the holidays to different flavors there are still the birds and bunnies of easter the black cats and ghosts of halloween and the hearts of valentine's day they're also making seasonal flavors now like caramel apple in the fall citrus creams in the spring and hot chocolate in the winter it's the same texture as an easter peep but the flavors are milder and less synthetic now when i say less synthetic i'm not talking about real marshmallows this is more like the difference between diet coke and coke zero neither one tastes like actual coke <laughs> still as a person who act who occasionally really likes science scientifically engineered food products seasonal peeps are my jam and those blue raspberry dinosaur eggs they made around jurassic world were pretty close to to any other blue raspberry abomination i like them i'm not saying they're good i'm saying i like them last thought ah! i cringed at rye eating the kit kat straight across but who are me to judge i eat all the chocolate off the sides of mine just like nick jew and i do with reese's and then eat the wafers last kit kats are another candy that does seasonals in different markets and the cherry blossom spring and green tea year round from japan are super good i've even had an orange vanilla a few times and that was amazing like a dream sickle in other words i'll try almost any candy at least once and that's probably how i had my brush with pre-diabetes oops love y'all <laughs> <laughs> uh gail marie this is an excellent email thank you mm-hmm. it was very informative uh let me see it's back up let me see if i can play this from directly from skype because pamela was tripping hey there rod and karen this is stephanie uh this is my first time calling i've been listening for quite some time and i am actually timing myself so that i make sure i get three minutes 
So I am in the middle of listening to your podcast from yesterday, so it made me want to call regarding the Grammys. Um, it, I'm in a rough uh, place in that because I actually am a very, very large Adele fan, and I'm sorry, 25 was an amazing album. I am not a Beyonce fan. I'm a fan, but not a fan, and I have to say Lemonade changed my whole whole thoughts about Beyonce because for me it was like the first complete album I had ever heard. Lemonade is a complete album. It takes you on a journey which is what a very good album should do. The last time I felt this way about an album was actually ironically The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like that was a complete album and so is Lemonade. So to not see it get album of the year over 25 it's, it's just thing where you go, but I really like Adele and I really like 25. But it wasn't better than Lemonade and everybody knows it. So as a black woman watching award shows, there's always this thing of, well, I know y'all not going to give it to the black woman anyway, even though she's the best one there, even though people tuned in, even if they hate Beyonce, they tuned in just to watch her, just to hate on her. Other people tuned in to love her, but they just tuned in to hate because they're just hateful people. Um, I feel that way every time I watch the Grammy and there are black people nominated in the big categories, album, record, and song, where I'm like, I don't know if it's going to go to them. And you just expect it. That's, I think that's the problem with big award show like the Oscars and the Grammys where you're like, you can have this abundance of black nominees and you just kind of go, but they're probably not going to give it to them anyway because that's just how this works. And I'm glad to have this show where I could um, hear someone reflect how I feel, even if it's not exactly how I feel. It's kind of like, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about these things. So thank you so much for the show. I really enjoy it, and you guys have definitely inspired me to do my own podcast. Um, So thank you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Love you. Oh, thank you. Um, And, yeah, man, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Uh, obviously, no one can voice exactly how anybody else feels, but you know, I think a lot of black people are frustrated with the, you know, these award shows and stuff. And like I said, for me, I've kind of given up. I just don't watch them. Right. You know, it it really was divine providence that they shot. They had the Beyonce performance right before The Walking Dead because if that shit would have been after nine, I would have probably had to catch it on YouTube or something, man. Um but uh yeah it's you know at the same time like i don't blame people and i don't come down on people for being upset about things not working out their way i mean are black people not allowed to be fans are we not allowed to root for things are we not allowed to root for you know somebody that made an album for black people like uh if sometimes it feels like that way you know when people are like well what you expect why you care you worry about these white people awards and i don't want to be another voice joining that chorus because i feel like that chorus is just as fucked up as the white people who are actually it's like so your thing is to defend the decisions that white supremacy makes like i don't understand what the point is and like how we ended this together why do you think your way is better for everybody this idea of like just give up don't worry about it don't try like you know it's a defense mechanism yeah and then end of the day man like people just like that album enough to think it should win i don't know why i gotta be so fucking complicated 
for some of this stuff you know like people just liked it better you know people don't maybe they didn't even listen to adele maybe they're not adele fans i don't know i don't have a mean thing to say about adele i don't mm-hmm. think you know some of the shit i've seen people try to like turning it to some battle between adele or talk shit about her i have nothing bad to say about that woman you know like i don't understand why it's gotta be that i don't have anything bad to say about rihanna right i don't you know i uh anderson pock uh chance the rapper like i people always got some kind of mean thing to say about people i don't have anything mean to say about these people just you know i wish beyonce would have won that's really about it you know that's as far as i go yeah uh all right let's get to uh some more of these voicemails um get here uh episode 1382 yeah email? i meant emails okay yes. you gonna play another one? no we only have one voicemail okay. sorry episode 1382 yell changing the racist name of the building high rider karen i have learned so much from your show one might think that being a brown immigrant woman i know and or experience racism but as an asian in la i kind i kind of get a pass mm uh listening to your show has opened my eyes to everyday bs that black people had to go uh, had to put up with um yeah you know that's like my friend chris he's asian man it's funny because model minority racism is different yes it is so like certain shit rolls off chris's back because it's not like his his reality and the impact on his life of racism is just a different result than mine like ultimately to a certain extent white people feel like asian people are better than them to a certain extent like they don't really think you know Mm -hmm. you you still Mm -hmm. some kind of brown right but it's it's very much like a well yeah they're smarter than us they work hard there's all this positive shit it's a certain level of tolerance that they wouldn't deal with other brown people right but they still other uh, those people they still talk down these people they still like you know i've been around when chris and i are out or something they might try to break into some like fucked up broken english accent chris speaks perfect english. like he's yeah, not, i don't yeah. even think he speaks chinese honestly mm-hmm. um but like they'll be like that's funny you know like like we'll be doing a fancy football draft and it's his turn to pick and he picks so-and-so and then they'll have somebody be like you know broken english accent and make a joke and to you know i'll be looking at him like uh you want to ride on these fools because I, I got your back we can like if you want to cuss these motherfuckers out like let me know i'm not trying to fuck up the flow fuck up the party but you know i know if i made a pick and these motherfuckers you know start sagging their pants talking about give me motherfucking tone drama i'll be like uh what the fuck is so funny you know turn this motherfucker over right so um but but it's just different you know what i mean but he still had certain things come out where it's like oh the, the, you know they're saying this ignorant shit because you're asian and Correct. you know sometimes you know most of the time he can just let it go because like i said his experience is a little bit different right. um but yeah it's still there but mm-hmm. that's you know why it's important to listen to other people man you right. know and uh that's why i i uh listen to a lot of npr and they've actually uh talked about asian americans getting it's particularly their children getting involved in black lives matter and the parents not understanding why the children are fighting and defending black lives matter because you know it's a separation there and they go well why well why are you defending something or why do you care about people that are not us you know we had that asian police officer that shot a black person and you that that was a very visible rift in the community because you had a lot of asian people that were like why doesn't white privilege that protects police officers who shoot 
uh unarmed black people why doesn't that extend to this officer right why isn't aren't the police protecting him right and they had a point they weren't it was clearly because he wasn't white right but at the same time that's also the opposite of what black people in that situation wanted because we were like we just want some accountability from the police it doesn't matter it could be a black person that shoots him right no one should be marching in defense of the officer who shot an unarmed black person like you took a person's life that's a complicated issue and it's you know all this shit but it's one of the reasons that i think it is beneficial to listen to other people correct because you can at least have that perspective of like oh because i you know i definitely went out and read like some other takes on it from asian people to be like well what the fuck are y'all marching for because i don't understand how y'all can't see right. that this is wrong to support this man and hey y'all can't see that the some of the defenses y'all have for this man are the same level of anti it's almost like well a black life ain't worth much so what the fuck are y'all marching for come on why can't he just kill black people too and it was interesting to kind of see their point of because i do understand that point it's double racism it's racist like like how i say about um like i know i say as a joke but i'm serious racism be racist even during the execution of racism like right a black person saying the same shit doesn't get the same uh like stacy dash doesn't necessarily get to go on real time with bill maher but milo yalanopoulos will you know what i mean that kind of shit where it's like even in that case you know like certain people are gonna lose their jobs and get filtered out uh while being racist um i think that's a very real thing you know and i think um the while while there's something to be said there for a lot of us it's like i just don't care like i don't care that stacy dash lost her job and Mm -hmm. other people that promote racism got promotions i don't care Mm -mm. like you're all bad to me and that's the same thing with that asian officer that shot the black person i don't care like and i wouldn't care if you were black i wouldn't care if you were that man's brother you gotta go to jail like you can't be out here just killing people and getting away with it um and at the same time it's fucked up that they just left that dude out to dry like all the public like all the defense they have all the unions and shit they they always they didn't give a fuck they was just like uh fry this nigga get him out of here bye y'all happy yet black people shut up we did it and we're like you're only doing it because he ain't white come on anyway um so she goes on to say listen to your show has opened my eyes about everyday bs that black people have to put up with i knew that i uh, that it was fucked up that we still had schools that with these racist names but i never heard the personal account told from a black person's perspective of having to walk down those halls every damn day the daily slight and intimidation knowing the institution you were attending was complicit in upholding the ideals of slavery it was just another light bulb going off about the daily little digs black people had to suck up that i had no fucking idea about i don't know how the hell y'all do it that's why i'm so damn happy that the two of y'all are thriving and doing well i love seeing any and all joy that black people have because fuck that sh- this shit anyways thanks for sharing yourselves best mary thanks mary thank you baby yeah um yeah and the other thing i mean shit asian people had to go through it too mm-hmm. i mean them internment camps yeah, yeah that ain't no joke you know uh <laughs> like it, like i said it's it's a little bit different for other people's experience in america because for black people in a lot of ways we've had to either reconnect or make up our culture mm-hmm. you know like uh, even um with like asian americans like they were supposed to quote unquote lock up japanese people but come on you know they, they was, was like locking up everybody look like 
you know they was locking up everybody dog like yeah and you talking about generations of people that died in the internment camps right like um it's very i don't know it's very um hard not to to imagine that they were like oh you said korea i guess it's okay oh you said china okay i feel like they was probably like yeah i don't care y'all look the same to me going going in the camp come on uh and that and that was an order that was issued by franklin d roosevelt franklin d roosevelt still got schools you know what i mean he's like i'm sure he's on the halls and the walkways and shit it's just about if you know your history um then you know you may have even had to deal with this at some point you may have been in a school or institution or a building named after the dude that was like i don't know they look shifted to me you know what i mean like you just never know with this you know this country got some weird history mm-hmm. but thank you for writing in mary thank you baby uh let's see allegra a says hello again rod and karen i had to stop right in the midst of the discussion you two had about the miseducation of black kids i am in my early 40s and i decided three years ago to go to school for nursing i've been in and out of various community colleges for the last 20 years without getting into my life story i want to tell you too that you have helped me a lot with uh with uh oh with the struggles i've experienced as a black woman the discuss uh the discussion about how black kids are filtered through quote unquote the system is one that is very nuanced and i appreciate you having it i always beat myself up for not having quote unquote figured this shit out until age 40 but you saying that we don't know we don't know what we don't know solidifies why we as a group and me in particular had such a hard time mom i know i'm smart but i still have doubt because information is not always accessible to us i came from a poor family in a small town so i did not know how to move forward or how to get outside influences that would help me move forward it's still a struggle today but now i'm grown i have somewhat of a voice yo on some real shit that is why net neutrality and internet access is really like in my opinion like uh even to some extent maybe even a prioritize over racial shit come on it, it's like the next thing because mm-hmm. one of the right. biggest equalizers that we have is access to the internet because that's right. one of the ways you can find out what the fuck you don't know because somebody else has asked that question somebody else has gone through that thing someone else has had that issue and someone else found an answer and it's right there on the fucking internet but if you don't have the internet if you don't have a computer if you don't have access to it if your internet's slow and janky and and spotty and shit it's dial up right like there's a lot of stuff that people can do that's amazing that they can learn from the internet uh that they or learn on the internet and stuff like that and um you know it, it just seems to me like there's opportunities that they're making the world <laughs> uh i i I don't mean this like Kyrie Irving, but it's making the world flatter you know it's making the world smaller all because people have opportunities and there's other countries that have taken full advantage of this yes sir you know people get mad because they're like india every time i call somebody it's an indian person it's like the internet helped that happen Mm -hmm. you know whether it's through the voice lines that you know the voip lines or whether it's the the fact that you can now like be in india at three in the morning eastern standard time and reset my internet router here in north carolina that happened because of the internet there's no like there's no reason we shouldn't want our kids to have access to that but people elected somebody's gonna try to strip all that shit out you know of course because it's about 
keeping people dumb and uneducated because when people are dumb and uneducated and they don't know they don't do better out of their lack of knowledge and like i said uh uh, uh, uh this country cannot survive without a quote-unquote lower class it's, this country cannot function without a lower uneducated class and when i mean and, that, and a lot of times that has nothing to do with race because there are people in this low uneducated cra- class that that falls into various different backgrounds and various different races the problem is it's a lot of white people that fall in that in that class that think they're better and they're not they're actually on the same boat and that's Mm -hmm. why a lot of times they make decisions that are not beneficial to them because of racism because even though we're all on the same boat quote unquote and, and these people that are making these decisions look at you even though you're white they look at you the same as they would look at an asian american or a black person or a native american they look at us all the same based off our based off of your uh uh uh, finances you're too ignorant and too stupid to understand it because racism is gonna racism and also when you talk when um sweetie when you was talking about lack of knowledge or things like that i was the i guess out of my, my my mama's three well my aunt she had two children i'm her last child my aunt that raised me even though i call her mama i'm her last child and for me i out of all three of them i was the quote-unquote first generation to go to school so i had to learn about fafsa i had to learn about um how all that shit work SATs, LSATs and, and baby, we, we're talking about when the internet fucking first got into homes, right. so we're literally talking about dial up, we're literally talking about having to go to the library like we're like now, every I can pick up my phone and google that shit now but I had to learn old school, I had to take my ass up there and ask questions and demand answers, it's a lot easier and a lot simpler to get answers, and the thing is also when you talk about net neutrality, which a lot of people don't even understand what that concept means people need to fight for that tooth and nail because for a lot of people if they change the rules on this it's going to affect people all across the board you're going to pay more for 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 for, for lower quality of service they're going to constantly hike your rates to get to the point where the average person will not be able to afford it they're going to make it where people like netflix and like larger companies will actually pay for their shit to be faster which means if you cannot pay your shit will not be at the forefront right now it's an open internet which means no matter how big or small your company is the internet just flows at the same rate and the thing is uh a lot of it boils from greed a lot of it boils from not getting people educated uh like you say now you've got to have the internet the internet is like water it's not an option and when people say that you know people go well i have the right to breathe yes you also now have a right to the internet it's not something that's optional anymore we're we're at a point now where you can't function in our society without access to the internet yeah like i don't really go much for conspiracies but the only one that i really could see myself like okay that this the only way this can make sense it's just the way that we keep kids stupid it's just it's like something about the way we we target education when people have kids like they claim to care about kids they see these kids in their school some of them have kids in school and they still say like horrible things about the education system to the point where you're like but you do know the other result is your kids just gonna be stupid as fuck right you know but we there is a very like anti-intellectual anti 
learning um mm-hmm. atmosphere in this country it's you know where it's heavy. where it's like you have these resources we've never had before and now that we have them it's like everybody's like well stop teaching the kids about sex they might learn about sex well we don't want to teach these kids about other religions would they decide to be something else like it's, it's like we're just trying to keep the kids stupid for some reason to hold on to them. i don't know but that's the only conspiracy shit that make like it, it makes me believe like oh so they'll be stupid and they can be easy to manipulate and right. then you can fucking put them in prisons mm-hmm. and you can put them in government so like that's the only and i don't really go up for conspiracies to be honest because like how would you orchestrate this shit for everybody you know what i mean like how how would you know that this is how it will work out but and and then individually i know people that just think that stupid shit like i don't like they they don't have a government job they don't have a company that's gonna make money off of people being stupid they just really are anti-kids being smart and i'm like i don't understand the gut they're spending up all my money in them schools i'm like but your kids go to one of those schools you're not rich you're not sending your kid to private school you send your kid to a public school right why would you want to strip all the fucking funding from them but there are people that are anti-funding them anti-teachers unions anti you know anti-teacher salary increases like i just i literally don't understand what that is unless it's some type of conspiracy to keep people stupid because what the fuck is the benefit all right um but but yeah we we definitely need the internet Mm um uh thank you rod and karen you two are truly helping this black woman can't wait to hear karen say thank you baby uh (laughs) allegra a thank you allegra yes thank you baby uh angela d writes in this comment is probably too long to read but i wanted to share because these are things that i brought back on at random time thought back on at random times over the year and i really connected to what rod was saying about being smart but being treated as the dumb black kid um oops let me move this um in kindergarten i missed the bus the first day the second day teacher uh asked who i was like she didn't even notice a student was missing the day before early on i don't remember what grade i was stunned by be at the bus stop and was told to go to the office and once we got to school the office sent me to class in the first grade my white female teacher yelled at me for not drawing fold correctly uh i had no i no idea how the hell to draw a fold and i think i just scribbled some stuff i was shocked at being yelled at also it was really fuzzy but i feel like i was pulled out of class at times to go to special ed class in the second grade my white male teacher accused me of cheating when <sighs> Woo! damn you just brought one back on me i remember i got accused of cheating on a latin test and this dumbass white boy was cheating off of me sitting behind me and i knew all my shit and they tried to act like it was a conspiracy and kicked me out of the class and the teacher threatened to give me an f uh and the boy was copying off of me i had no idea he was copying off of me and i definitely wouldn't have let him i don't right i'm not letting anyone copy off my shit i did that studying man man i like i just it's it's wild because you're still a kid you know i think i was a sophomore or junior in high school and i just never felt more helpless and more angry at the same time because like you didn't want to believe me and it took him taking the white kid out of class and the white kid telling him no he didn't know i was copying i just did it and then he took me out and was like i'm sorry about that or whatever and uh i just needed a minute man because i was so angry i like i cried angrily like my tears were hot like 
because i was embarrassed too you know you took me out of class like a big scene you know and and you know i be in that class every day i fucking do my work i turn everything in on time why would i sacrifice my good grade for this one for this one asshole who never comes to class and, and and doesn't do a good job like doesn't pay attention you know so it was like i but i but that's that moment right where like i'm left thinking is this happening to me because i'm a black kid right and 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 you know there's no way i can prove that this is happening because i'm black you know but at the same time like what the fuck else could it be you know you like you wouldn't do this to just anybody Mm-mm. anyway um but yeah i remember that um yeah excuse me of cheating with my drawing and a white kid's drawing was similar but in different colors he was rude when i answered the question about the type of bird incorrectly i was also accused of chasing a boy along with a bunch of other girls when i wasn't part of the group that was chasing yeah i really do think yeah yeah anyway luckily in the fourth grade i had a white male teacher who placed me in advanced reading because i couldn't remember what level of reading i was in the year before ever since then i excelled in school and eventually moved into honors court classes at in the sixth grade at a different school also in the sixth grade my white male teacher treated me like a smart student and favored me then again his daughter and i shared the same name however in the seventh grade a white female teacher told me that we all started out as white and then got darker the closer to the equator we got what this doesn't show how i was specifically treated as a black child by white teachers but just shows the mindset of the teacher uh my mom didn't have the job where she could just leave and come up to my school but i also wasn't the type of kid to tell her that i got yelled at for not drawing a fold or got accused of cheating so ultimately i was lucky to come across a couple of teachers who either took their job seriously enough to do the best by all their students or maybe had their own thoughts about black kids that they wanted to test out i think you're right that if karen had come across a teacher like that things would have been different thanks for the great podcast yeah man like really a lot of this shit is luck that's why i don't take all the you know like a lot of people believe in this like exceptionalism and like these other dumb negroes i don't feel any of that i just feel very fortunate that the parents i had to have the teachers i had and had the people that intervened uh where they thought it was necessary and some of my quote-unquote gifts and stuff have been uh flashy at times and that flashiness helped in some ways like oh you told this poem can you read this poem in front of the whole school so once you do that then it's like well we want this kid to be smart you know what i'm saying oh you got the josh me test you got to go to pancake breakfast with the mayor you're a smart kid now you don't get to come back to class and be like oh i'm dumb like so i just had some flashy things that really you know i i went to the national to the north carolina finalists in the essay contest like that kind of shit where it's like oh this kid's creative he can he might have a future in something as opposed to if if you know follow just been getting a's in 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 the regular class maybe that doesn't happen maybe people just go well he's smart for a regular student but there's no need to put him up in ag or you know when i had those semesters when i wasn't doing as well then it's like yeah let's uh let's you know like drop him out of these class obviously he's not that smart i just like i said i had some flashy moments where people went well whatever's happening he's still gifted but there's just something happening let's see what we can do to get his grades back up right um all right let me go to the next one uh brandon writes in uh hey karen and rod i just wanted to comment on my theory on award shows 
i feel that award shows don't award our faves and true innovators out of obviously racism but out of lo- the losing cachet of these their awards as well um if they actually give out all the awards to the black and brown people that deserve it they'd be overrepresented and the awards would probably be seen as less than or unnecessary even some self-hating black people would buy into that <laughs> uh that's well that's sad but that's true and has anyone ever felt that strongly about walk a flock of flame ever plus his audience includes four years that's child abuse all right thanks <laughs> thanks brandon um yeah i don't know i don't know dog uh <laughs> uh for that first part uh I, I part of it is like if we give something to a white person it'll see be seen as valuable i know that i, I feel you on that dear ron and karen i've been listening to your show for a couple of years now i was introduced to you by twib uh by listening to twib and hearing rod call in every so often from that i found the show but first i balked at the length two hours but after listening to it the time flew by and i haven't looked back since i became a premium subscriber caught up on your previous episodes and found some new shows including balls d sports i even scraped up the courage shy me to listen live and dive into the chat room your show is also the reason i watched the walking dead i was going to wait until the series was over but i kept having to skip your recap episodes so here i am hooked on the show uh-huh. thanks in part to you think i'll watch this is us no thanks the real <laughs> the real point of this email is to thank you both for helping me keep it together after the election i was wrecked i like to watch the news but i can't anymore i haven't watched the news program since november 8th i stay informed don't get me wrong but just can't can't stand to look at the man's face or hear the sound of his voice i just get uh, my news from reading now and listening to you both is almost like group therapy especially when i have a chance to listen live and join the chat room karen thank you for your testimony and your laughter it is very much appreciated every time you speak about black womanhood i feel like you are reading my mind (laughs) but speaking with more power and more force than i ever could continue to speak our truth rod i know you hear this often but i will say it anyway although i enjoy the show i do not agree with everything you say there are just some things i will never find acceptable and i don't think i should compromise my principles on how i was raised just to tolerate what is clearly a lifestyle choice and not what nature intended i'm talking of course of the unnatural way you see fit to eat a kit kat bar (laughs) (laughs) if you won't change for decency's sake think of the children who are watching you and are very impressionable maybe as an adult with all your teeth you can force your bite to bridge all four connected bars but children with their little baby teeth will get their teeth caught in the grooves and Uh in between each bar that's not safe that is not responsible please think about the children children i've been doing this since i was a kid and i was able to make it work so y'all can do it too (laughs) finally i want to leave you with a video commercial i was in new orleans over the holidays and louisiana is known for lots of personal injury lawyers uh more than most places they all advertise on television and some even engage local celebrities i imagine my surprise when i saw an ad with big frida enjoy oh i would love to play this minerva uh all the best minerva 8843 but because my um screen sharing is a work i'm gonna have to see if i can play this tomorrow okay um but i I got you right oh all right and last one uh nerd geek ninja says hey rod and karen hope this gets in before feedback show starts it's a mine nerd geek ninja on instagram and twitter i haven't called or written in in quite a while i've been busy revamping my life and taking notes from all the people who inspire me you and karen being among those so i just wanted to stop and show some love heart emoji for everything you do even when i'm behind on episodes i love seeing what y'all are up to on instagram and twitter i love your new hair color karen thank you 
thank you guys for uh all the inspiration really today is my birthday happy birthday happy birthday baby and i'm checking some of my long time goals off the list last year i started my duala business uh probably pronounced that wrong um promoting my artwork more and regaining confidence what i and what i create i started a podcast this year and i had the idea for it for over three years i just didn't have the confidence sometimes my inner charlie brown will pop up and say what if Ryder karen are just so inspirational that they inspire mediocre people to do things they have no business co- doing what hold up let me look hold up if that is true no, that's not true. no hold up if that's true good because i need more mediocre black people out here with the confidence of a mediocre white man come on you can do it too baby <laughs> then my inner karen voice says do you baby you should believe in yourself and then she goes on a rant about black women and self-love that leads into another rant about agent orange ah. the president and why can't you start a damn podcast love you guys thanks <laughs> that again like me, baby. iman uh if you have time the nerd geek ninja podcast on ig all right thank you we appreciate it um that's all the emails and we are just like right at the time it's about to turn off so till next time i love you i love you too